Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. All right, Jacob, bring it in. Don't get stage fright now after you made us come up here. Oh, come on, bro. All right. Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, sponsored by Establishment Coffee. Uh, hit, head to their website, uh, www, or all the Ws. Whoa. Coffee.com.au. Uh, use code uh, 025 for 25% off your first order. And? Free. Oh, and free shipping. Nice. <laughs> I thought you were going to say free coffee. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. Hold, hold that thing a bit close to your face, brother, so we can all hear your wonderful voice. There? There we go. So we're introducing the new hosts. Yes. Hello, everyone. We are here. Just imagine you're emceeing a comp. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have James Hendry approaching the platform. Um, this man is has an immaculate beard. He's got some game. His drip is amazing. It's paired on with Tom Bros. And he is going to open his bench press at 70 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only attempt he's taking today. <laughs> he is token only because he only rates deadlifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to our bench press seminar, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, when's that? couple weeks yeah go to their bench press seminar it's on the 5th of august 4th that's fifth. correct yeah it's nice. on the 5th yeah. it's how much is it 79 yeah 79 dollars actually i might go to that hey I'll, nice. I'll pull up um feed afterwards boys yes sir Sweet Im- imagine if we did honest commentary of of competitions like when i hear <laughs> you guys be like oh unlucky i'm like it wasn't unlucky they just suck <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible attempt selection <laughs> It's, a, it's not luck. You just didn't hit depth in any of your squat sessions. <laughs> yep. So what do you expect when you squat high on comp day? Uh, all right. So, oh, that was so close. Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> but, but imagine saying that. Oh, good attempt. Nah, it was a bad attempt. It was nowhere near. Should have gone five kilos less. <laughs> so you're probably wondering why Tuva and Jacob are on the podcast. I know I'm wondering why. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Bro had no oh. idea about this either. So... We are myself and Bridget had breakfast this morning with Tuva and uh, and Jacob, and we said they're going to come down and train. We're like, I might as well get you on the podcast just to say hello, because you guys, uh, Jacob, I know you're a huge fan of the podcast. You watch every episode, which is cool. Yes, sir. Comment on every YouTube. Yeah, yeah. and that's me. And Tuva, you're just a you're the man too, bro. You're, you're a big sure, you're bro. a big supporter of Zero. You help. You guys both. You guys are just. Huge parts of the community, so really grateful for you guys. Amen. Now, on that, I don't want anyone else asking to be on the podcast. <laughs> Nino, you're not welcome, Nino. You need to not go backwards at comp. Nino, Ryan Anderson. <laughs> Daryl. Daryl. Oh, uh, I thought he was invited. <laughs> so you guys, uh, no, so just wanted to give them a little bit of airtime, show their faces. Uh, you've probably seen them around at comps. Tuva's normally, uh, he's been emceeing, he'll spot and load. This guy spots and loads, does everything. He works for zero. He's just not on payroll. Yep. <laughs> this is my pay. Yeah. That's all right. We, you and I get the same pay, brother. Oh <laughs> uh, No, but thanks for coming on. Have you got anything else you want to say? Any shout outs? Any shout outs? Don't think of any shout outs. I mean, there's people I want to call out, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll save that. Everyone's getting a bit salty about that. Uh, no, I just want to say, say a big shout out to zero. Uh, I just love training here. There's, Everything, the community, the people. Yeah, everyone's great. Everything's great. I, my progress over the last year has just been incredible. And I'm coming for Christmas. Awesome. So, so is Santa. Um, 
What about you? What about you, Tuva? Uh, first of all, foremost, I'd like to say uh, massive shout out to the boys. You know, um, number one supporters, uh, and like, look, huge shout out to Zero Man. You guys create like an awesome environment, awesome gyms. Um, comps are run really well. It's very welcoming. Like I pull up to any of them, and I don't feel out of place. I rock up. You know, it doesn't matter where it's whether it's like a you know. Um, I guess USAPL, IPF style bencher, whether it's a, you know, um, pro roll lifter, like they're all really chill. Uh, the coaches are awesome. And then like, cause you guys are paired in with APL, it's like some of the smoothest run comps I've ever seen. Um, except for Toby showing up, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really, <laughs> really good. So yeah. I'll oh, just shout out to you guys for just putting in the effort, the work. I see you guys show up, set up, you know, help out all the lifters. Nah, it's dope, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much, boys. Um, happy. Right. Yeah. What's the nicest way to kick them off? <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, all right, you guys have said your thing, now fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I just wanted to ask, is there a place where I can learn to be a better lifter and also people to be better coaches? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Coach development program. <laughs> he's, uh, he's the one that called us out for not saying it. Yeah, I know. On a few episodes. <laughs> it's so good. We might not say it anymore because of that. It's so good. Damn. Nah, but thank you boys for coming uh, coming on briefly. Oh, it's it. been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, after the potty, I'll come down and hopefully train with you guys. If you guys are still training, I'm sure you-, you I'll make you sure we will. still are. We'll probably still be warming up. Yeah, bro. No one asks, yeah. <laughs> All right. Go get a pump. <laughs> Thanks, right, boys. Jitsu, thank you. Out. Thank you, boys. Uh, two legends, but yes. <laughs> this is this is not an open invite. Yeah. <laughs> so no one messaged me to ask to be on the podcast. Are we still getting Daryl on the podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> we are not getting Daryl on the podcast. <laughs> Do you All know right. how long that podcast will go for? <laughs> what are we grateful for? Bridget. I am grateful for my new housemate. Nice. She is wonderful. She's so nice. I've lived by myself for a little while now and I was really nervous about having someone come into my house and she's just been amazing. She's so lovely. Yeah, I come home and she's cleaned and just made the place look beautiful and we both like really dim lighting, which is good. Like I hate big lights being turned on in my yeah. house. And yeah, she'll come home, she'll have the little fairy lights on and everything, just how I like it. Yeah, she's wonderful. Nice. My housemate does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he's nice. He's amazing. Just barks at everyone. He makes up for it in cuteness. Mm. Very good dogger. <laughs> yeah. CJ, what are we grateful for, brother? I, I've said this before, but I'm grateful. Such a cop out, but I'm really grateful that I, I can play an instrument. <laughs> I love it. I was playing it this morning, and it's been a while since I played drums, and yeah, I was just reminiscing on like you know everyone loves music, but the ability to like to be able to get to play it is just such it just takes it to the next level and it's been a while since I played. So it was really fun. I really love, yeah. Playing music. What, how come it's been a while since you played? Not been playing at church? Um, yeah, nah. Cause, uh, we, we take like a break over the school holidays for the midweek uh, stuff. So we back. I wish I was musically talented. When you play drums by yourself, do you mm -hmm. set up backing tracks or do you just rip in? Um, both. Like I'll, I'll do warmups just on the pad but then yeah i'll i'll play a song and then just play to it or something like that yeah nice or a metronome do you have when you play a song is there special s versions of songs where there's no drums and you add the drums or do you just play over it um sometimes i just play over it but there are what's awesome is i don't know if you know the game guitar hero from yeah. back in the day so they have whole songs without 
like you can either have no guitar or no drums, which is awesome. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that yeah, all the like for example, all the Chili Pepper covers I did, that's the backing track that I used from. Oh, nice. Guitar, yeah. I've got another question on drums. Mm. So producers like Timberland and Pharrell are really well known for their drums. Is mm. that like, is that uh, what's the word when it's like not real? Drumming uh, tracks. Yeah, is that synth? Yeah, is that synthesized or is that the actual them creating the drum sounds um, and then using them to loop or? Yeah, it, it'd be it wouldn't be real. Okay, no, it wouldn't be real. But then when they tour, they might have like they, they'd get like the most talented session. They'd have to, to though. Yeah, like. yeah, to drum for them, it's pretty insane. And what's wild is like their songs aren't hard to drum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he, like Jay Z, he has a guy named Tony Royster Jr. who's one of the best prodigy drummers ever. Like at nine, he could shred, and was like playing in front of like drumming workshops, like as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> and out. but he's playing Jay Z songs, which are just like rap music isn't yeah. really drum heavy. But you know, yeah, it, they get the best of the best to play for them. So yeah, it would be cool to yeah be a touring drummer. What are you grateful awesome. for, Tombo? Um, I'm grateful for uh, my my lifestyle. Uh, I was thinking the other day uh, just about, um, well, I think about it quite a bit actually. Just, I haven't had a normal life for a long time as in like uh, sometimes I look at people in here and I think you've gone to your day job, you work all day, you come here, you train and then you go home and do whatever you want and then repeat that. And I go through waves of like envying that, not having the responsibility of of owning a business uh, and waves of really appreciating the fact that I can kind of work when and where I want. Uh, because my, my life is different to a lot of you guys in the sense that, you know, I wake up, I do my thing, I start working, I come here, I work, I train, I go home and I normally work some more. Like there's, there's very little... Uh, there's very little time where things get switched off unless I choose to switch off. And it's cool to be able to choose to switch off. But it's cool to be able to like walk into here and, and be hanging out with you guys and to be able to go to the other gyms and hang out with them. And you know, it's it's very uh, high responsibility, but for me, low stress. Uh, and I like that. And you're very good at it. Very good well, at thank it. you. Uh, I had a little tear on my walk this morning just... I just had a random realization that I've actually given my entire life. Like I, I opened the gym when I was 23. I was a kid. Like I've grown up in this place and there's no other place that I would have rather grown up. In. I feel that. I love that. All right. What are you grateful for? Um, <clears throat> just, I'm going to, mine's off the back of what you just said pretty much. I'm grateful for what you've created. The zero community. What we've created. That's what I love. That's what I love about you as well, Tom. But I'm grateful for the Zero community. Like, even just then, having Tuva and Jacob, who are such huge supporters of the brand. Mm. Um, and it's not just them. It's everybody across all the gyms. Our competitions, we're never short of a hand. Everyone loves... It's not even them, like, it's not work to them. They love being here. They love being a part of it. Uh, just very grateful for the community, the Zero community, mm. the wider Zero community. And now, because there's how 39 gyms or whatever it is, <laughs> there's, um, you know, the community is huge and it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. It's really cool, especially because I've been here pretty much from the start watching it grow. Mm. I never thought in a million years this is where zero would be. Mm. Yeah, so it's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's easy to forget where things have come from. Like even last night I sent a photo to Bridget of what this place looked like before. 
so different. Like before I'd moved in, like my very first time I came here and inspected it uh, as an option to move in. Uh, and yeah, it was just, just cool to look at things and then to see that for the old gym and then gym before that. It's cool. That's awesome. Love it. All right. What have you guys been up to? Bridget. Same old, same old. Just training, going through the motions, nice. getting used to squatting again. Nice squats, by the way. They're all right. They're okay. <laughs> They're getting there. <laughs> CJ. Yeah, same as Bridget. <laughs> same old, same old. Yeah, playing drums, playing music. Um, my, my squats feel really good now. Uh, nice. I'm getting yeah, real, com- looking great. real um, confident in um, my back again. So, yeah, it, excited. Like, I, I kind of just did all my top sets and walked away and was like, I didn't think about my injury once, which mm. is wild for me because it's always on my mind every time I lift. Mm. I can't wait to see you squat 300 at Christmas Cup. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to go <coughs> Christmas Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, me too. <laughs> Tom, bro, what have you been up to? Yeah, much the same. Just working, plodding along uh, in the process of slowly moving house. It's going to be like a couple oh, yeah. of a months process. I'm just taking a little bit here and there uh, down to the house while it's uh, under construction uh, from some renovations that are happening in the place that we're moving into. So I met my dad there this morning. He's going to do some gardening for me before he pisses off up north to live in air. Uh, otherwise, training, I'm doing I'm a raw lifter again. Plotting away. Got to book in my hip shot this week because uh, four weeks of raw squatting has reminded me why I stopped raw squatting. <laughs> <laughs> then here we go. What have you been up to? I, I on Instagram this morning when I saw you guys all at breakfast, I'm like, Isn't the gym meant to be open? And then I, <laughs> I for, forgot it's James. Adio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting lazier. Working two days at a time. <laughs> um, what have I been up to? Not much. I've been. I've just been really getting back into training, lifting, running, jiu-jitsu. Uh, so it's cool. Slowly building my Ks up again. I was averaging, well, I kind of just jumped straight back into it. I, I was doing like 20 to 25 Ks a week. Um, this week I'll probably do anywhere between 30 and 35 kilometers a week. So a big run this Saturday. Uh, yeah, just doing jiu-jitsu and lifting again. I, I'm just going to say it. I don't care if fucking something happens, but I'm aiming for New South Wales States next year. Nice. Yeah, so that's the goal. I want to do a powerlifting comp. I've ne- I know I've said this a million times. I've never done a powerlifting comp that I'm proud of. And uh, rightly so. I don't fucking ever... Uh, I don't know. I just... Oh, I need to do one comp where I'm proud of. But at the same time, I don't want to stop doing jiu-jitsu and uh, running and things like that. Hybrid athlete. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Concurrent boys. Yeah, we in the building. I like it. Mm. I like it. All right. What's our quote? Anyone got a quote? Oh. Uh, yes. See if you can guess. CJ. Oh, Tom. flip. Completely <laughs> forgot. I you forgot. One. Yeah. <laughs> Quotes. All right. Here we go. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. Nice. Do you know what that's from? Nope. What's from? How could you not? What's it from? It's it Seinfeld. Oh, Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very George. It's Jerry to George. Jerry to George. Yes. Nice. I like it. <laughs> Quote, I've got one. Okay, go. This one I prepared earlier. <laughs> if you want to lift yourself up, you must lift someone else up. I'm pretty sure I said that. Like, Yeah, well, because it's the first <laughs> one that pops up when you're typing quotes. <laughs> what, sad girl quote? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good quote, though. It's a good quote. <laughs> 
Um, don't be so thirsty for opportunities that you drink every cup that's handed to you. That's mm. how you can get poisoned. Mm. Yeah, the season of no, baby. You gotta if you're, uh, especially in business, you gotta learn how to say no, when to say no. That whole idea of saying no to opportunity is important, especially if you want to go far. I like that one. All right, mine's a Bible verse, Colossians three twenty three. What is it? <laughs> I don't know what Colossians. <laughs> I lived by this when I was like a uh, when I was a militant Christian. I shouldn't say militant Christian. When I <laughs> when I was when I was very deep in the faith. Uh, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So basically, saying doesn't matter how shit your job is, work really hard, do it as if you're not doing it for the people telling you to do it. You're doing it for the Lord. And the reason why this quote came to me is because I was just thinking the other day is like we. We all have to work and a lot of us have people that we have to be responsible to. And this is not about you guys. Or <laughs> <laughs> Holy but, shit, where are we going? <laughs> but your, your, your experience of work is so much better if you, if you approach it with, with an attitude that whatever you're doing, you, you can do your best at it. And I don't know. I, I love seeing what actually prompted this. I was walking and I walked past a dude oldest like 1985 beat up honda uh full of dents and stuff but it was like fresh in the morning like six in the morning so it was covered in dew and he was out there just wiping it down like not just the windscreen to see but wiping the whole car down and i love seeing people take pride in their stuff even if we perceive it as not being stuff worthy of taking pride mm -hmm. in like when you travel and you go like CJ, I'm sure you saw heaps of this in the Philippines. You go to mm. the Philippines and someone's got like a, a little shack that's barely standing up, but they're making their son go out there and sweep the front the front mm. step or they're, you know, washing it or washing the footpath or whatever it is. They're just taking pride in whatever you're doing for the sake of like, this is what I've got and I'm going to do it the best I can. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah. Mm. I enjoy that. All right. When I think of it in a work context, like I think of when I was in uni and I was doing manual labor jobs, I had this one job where I worked at a quarry and my job for the day is just like labor hire. And sometimes they hire labor because they have to have X amount of people on site and they don't actually have a job for you. And my job was to walk around like the, the grates of the footpaths, the elevated footpaths and just pick out the rocks for like 10 hours in the burning sun. It's just like, I had that attitude of like doing this for the Lord. That's cool. And it was a great Very day. Cool. Do you know who I think of when it I... It wasn't th a great day, <laughs> but I made it a great day. <laughs> Do you know who... Uh, I really admired Daniel Carpenter's work ethic. He, he knows how to work. Yeah, like he's such a hard worker. Mm. Yeah. Like no matter what the task is, like I know if I get given a shit job, I'm like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. Well, but sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like Daniel, no matter what it is, just fucking gets on with it and does it as hard and as well as he could. I'm yeah. like, that's really admirable. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. When we renovated this place, like when we ripped out that office, I was just a laborer and he was the, he was the guy doing the work. Just didn't, uh, we did the dodgiest stuff and he didn't care. He's just getting <laughs> the job done. Yeah. He, I like how he just, whatever it is, he'll always like, he's kind of like, he always just leads by example. He goes, all right, let's go. Let's do it. That's cool. The annoying thing about it is that when we do manual labor jobs, like when we go and sort out all the new equipment that comes in those crates or like renovating this place, He'll go in Jordans and like a white shirt and he'll come out pristine. <laughs> like somehow he, I, I walk into the gym and I'm filthy. <laughs> and brand new clothes, walk in five minutes later, I'm filthy somehow. 
He just stays clean, and I don't know how he does it. <laughs> He's a real clean freak, though. I always see him and Rochelle like wiping their shoes down if they've done something like yeah remotely uh, that'll get them a little bit dirty. Mm. All right, should we rip into some uh, some topics? Yes. All right. You said there was something you wanted to talk about when we were at breakfast. What was it again? You'll have to remind me about how we all. Oh yeah, let's talk about this. We said it uh, when we're at, at Bricky, like. Let's talk about how we all got into zero. I don't think we've actually said that on the podcast. Well, we did. <laughs> we did. Oh, we did? It was but a, I think it, it got deleted. The party that never happened. <laughs> Episode oh. zero, which is actually good timing because I've been thinking about this lately because CJ did like his big reveal and I can't remember the story. Okay. So it'd be good to hear it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that good? Let's do that. Shout yeah. out Tuva for the idea. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how I got into it. <laughs> yeah, I invented it. <laughs> <laughs> I was the genesis of this. <laughs> so who started? Yeah, go, Tom, go Tom, bro. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, like, I started it, so I don't, I didn't get into zero. <laughs> I mean, I, I can tell that story again for the tenth time, but uh, I'll let you guys go first. CJ. My, my memory of CJ getting into it is that <laughs> CJ was the barber at the barber that I. Like, he was like the apprentice barber, and then uh, uh, another barber at the barber that I used to go and see. Um, and didn't really ever say much. Never got much of a word out of CJ when I used to go there. Uh, and then that barber, the COVID happened. That barber kept operating like cash sort of deal and then fled to New Zealand. Uh, and that kind of left CJ stranded. And um, I think Connor reached out to me and said, oh, CJ might need someone to, somewhere to cut. And so I think I reached out to CJ and was like, look, if you want an office, come use the office upstairs. Mm. That's about my complete memory. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty much, I guess, all you would have seen. Oh, well, yeah, that, that's exactly right. I was, um, I, so my, okay, <laughs> this is my turn. Um, yeah, I, I was just, yeah, apprentice barber, everything Thomas said. And, um, yeah, my, my boss kind of told me, hey, look, because uh, COVID hit and, you know, business kind of just disappeared because no one was getting haircuts. Everyone either lost their jobs or were in lockdown or whatever it was. But for some reason, we were considered essential. So, and we couldn't get government help because we were essential, even though no one was getting haircuts. So, um, my, Bible, uh, my, Bible, my boss was at the time was already planning to move back to NZ, but now he's like, oh, I may as well just go now. Um, and I think, I think Thomas asked me, like he, he came in and he started telling his regulars that this is what he was going to do, that he was moving back. So I didn't cut Thomas's hair. It was actually my boss that did. And I think he first pitched it then. And Thomas was like, Oh, I've got a um, spare room upstairs. And, um, if you want to, and I was sort of like, Oh, we'll, we'll see. Like, I, I really didn't know what was going to happen. And then, um, yeah, uh, we, he moved back to NZ and it was also like a clothing store. So it was me and another guy running the joint and um, the real estate guy didn't want us in there. It was like this weird complication. So I reached out to my old boss. I was like, oh, could you talk to Thomas again? So at this point, yeah, like we didn't really have much of a relationship. I didn't really know Thomas at all. And, and you just knew me as the gym guy with the Mustang. Yes, legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was slowly getting into lifting from my boss at the time. He was the one that actually first taught me how to squat bench dead. 
And I was like, oh, out of all the gym things, this is these are my favorite things to do. And he was like, you need to talk to that guy with the Mustang because <laughs> that's literally what he does is he makes those people really strong that does those lifts. And I was like, because I didn't know what powerlifting was. Um, so I was like, okay. Um, well, I was actually just always too shy because even, yeah, Thomas was like, yeah, just come in and like, yeah, we'll, we'll do a technique session one on. I was like, oh, okay. And I was just really intimidated. didn't want to do it because I was like f- only fresh starting to like mm. get into the gym. One of those guys. Yeah, bro. I'll come on Monday. I'll see <laughs> you there. <laughs> what time you open? Three o'clock. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm good then. Has, yeah. has 10 haircuts booked in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So we... My boss started getting emails from the landlord saying like, oh, hey, what's going on? Why aren't you in the country? Like, what's going Like, it was pretty bad. And he was telling me, it's like, you probably need to get out of there by the weekend. And this was Friday night. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to move. Like, at the time, we had two chairs, two um, of these toolboxes, two of everything. And I had to like, I don't know what. So I called my mate and was like, hey, we might have to like, rob my own store <laughs> like we need, we need to move everything out and then um that's when my boss was like let me get into contact with thomas and then thomas then yeah reached out to me and i was like um he was like oh wh- when are you thinking of coming in and i said uh tomorrow night <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was like oh i'm not gonna be there but um i'll oh no no, no, no. you said come check out the place and i was like all right so I've, i finished like a whole day of work uh, on saturday and then I come in here and this is the first time rocking up here and Andy's lifting. And he was like, he was a regular at the barber shop. And he was like, oh, no way. Like, are you coming to train here? And I was like, I think I might be cutting here, which is pretty insane. And he was like, that's the sickest idea. Ha- never got a cut from me since. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Andy. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Thomas was like actually halfway through like, dead, like warming up deadlifts with everyone else. And he just took me upstairs and... On the way here, I was freaking out because I was like, I need to be out by the weekend and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life now. Because literally like, this was like in the middle of COVID, we were going into like lockdowns. I didn't even know if I was going to be cutting hair anymore. Like at the time, I remember like the only jobs were like night field jobs at Coles and stuff. So I was thinking I was going to have to like take a job like that or like, I didn't think I'd have, I'd be cutting anymore. Like honestly, like when COVID hit, it felt very apocalyptic Mm. um so i was like on the way here and yeah to give context like i don't know thomas like i do now so i I had no idea who this guy was and what his intentions were or anything like that so i was like coming here like really nervous and praying and i was just like god if this is where i'm meant to be give me heaps of favor and make it obvious make it obvious that this is where you want me to be so I come in here, I meet Thomas, he takes me upstairs and this was all carpet. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> me and James saw to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and immediately Thomas was like, oh, we've got some like spare like um, gym mats and we'll roll it out in here. Um, and also um, I was like, okay. And my head, I'm like, all right, I can't take any of the mirrors from the old place because they're mounted. So I'm like thinking like getting like a Kmart mirror or whatever. And he, he like read my mind. He was like, oh, we've got spare mirrors. Like, you know, it's a gym. We've got spare mirrors. I'll get one of some of the big boys. We'll bring it in. Um, when do you think coming in? And I was like, tonight. And he was like, oh, I, man, that's a bit like, okay, I, I won't be here, but I'll just give you the codes to the gate and the place. And in my head, I'm like, 
why is this guy <laughs> doing this for me? <laughs> like, he doesn't know me. And then um, I was like, okay, uh, and how did you want to do, like, uh, uh, rent or... And he was like, don't worry about it. Like, we'll sort it out later. Like, j- j- we'll, we'll sort it out. Like, just come in and start cutting. And I was like, uh, okay. And that's when I walked off. I was like, all right, God, that's you. This is where I'm going to be. So then that night... <laughs> Yeah, a chair just appeared here overnight. <laughs> yeah, that night, all of us boys, we borrowed my mate's suit, um, went to the old barber place at like 11 at night and started like emptying the place and bringing it all here. And then I took the other chair to my place and sold it. And that's how I literally like how I started. Like it was an overnight thing. How'd like, you go getting that chair up the stairs? Um, with great difficulty. Mm. Um, yeah, it was. It's such an awkward thing because it's like bottom heavy and it's not got a good center of gravity. So it's just terrible to carry. And that was the stairs in the photo I sent you. So it wasn't the ones up the back. It was like a... It spun around the corner. Around the corner. I thought you were going to say, give me, look, God, give me a sign and you're going to walk in the gym and there's just a bunch of shit haircuts. And you're like, yeah, this is where I need to be. This is where I need to be. Good business here. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's literally like how I, I started cutting here. And then and then Thomas was like, yeah, don't worry. Like we'll renovate, I'm going to renovate this place and put like hard floors in and whatnot. And yeah, it was. I can't remember what happened with the floors. Like I, I, I remember I pulled out the carpet. It was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> put, it was you and I that put the rubber down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but we, I think we- Oh, re- you mean the gym mats? Nah, we put down the, no. So me and Tombro, did we rip up the carpet? No, no, we rolled out this this really thin rubber that I had. That's right. And so the chair lived on that for a little while. Mm. Uh, but then when the renos were happening, I ripped out all the carpet here myself. I don't know for a fact because it was like one of three times that I've ever taken my shirt off at the gym because it was so hot in here because I refused to use the aircon for some reason. It's just a cheapskate. It's <laughs> like, not running that, it costs money. So I just died doing that. But I don't know how long after it was that we started the renovations, but it was only like recently that we learned how terrifying that would have been for you because you're scared of heights. <laughs> we made CJ <laughs> walk over right. that, that loose board that would like sag in the middle when you walked over and yeah. there was just a massive hole in the floor and yeah. no rail on either side. No, it was just a board. It's like, yo, your customers will be fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was worried about more so <laughs> the like, customers. I'm bad with heights, but you're really- Yeah, bad. I'm terrible. I'd be hanging you. off the edge like with a couch and yeah. CJ should be standing there like, nah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Like at the bottom, I'll be at the bottom on the safe ground and he'll be like, whoa. And my, my knees will just go. Oh. I'll literally be like, don't, 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 like, don't, don't fall. What don't. a dog. I could have hurt myself too, eh? Yeah, hanging that, off, that hanging too. off the edge of the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Pretending I was falling. That's such a blur, hey. Like, I, I remember very little about renovating the place. I remember tearing out the, the walls with Daniel. Uh, and I remember walking across the board to get in here. But I don't remember heaps else. Yeah. Um, I, I just remember rolling out like the gym mat. That's how I met James was we were cutting out the mats together. And oh. and then, yeah, af- after that, yeah, we just had these floorboards in, which I can't, I don't even want to think about how much hair was under the, like that got under those mats. Mm. The builder would have just had fucking prickles in his knees for so long. <laughs> like, <laughs> itchy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Crazy. Actually, that's another not so nice story I remember. When they were doing the the toilet in the shower upstairs, do you remember there was a drain hole that was like you could see up into the mm. 
I was, I was sitting on the toilet downstairs one day, just taking a shit. <laughs> and I remember looking up, and he was there, like doing work, just looking straight down. I'm like, bro, <laughs> cover the hole. No. I remember that too, because that happened to me a few times. I'm taking a shit, and there's just a builder above me. I'm like, that's fucked. <laughs> Yeah, well, you just, when you sit down, you don't look up. <laughs> you just have to look up. Oh, you just see like nostrils. And, uh. oh, but if I was the builder, I wouldn't want to accidentally look down. And if I, there was a hole, you would accidentally look down. Yeah, absolutely. You'd cover it up. <laughs> so weird. Oh, that's so good. Not my flavor. Oh, All right. Your old, uh, was his name Connor? Riconor? Yeah, Riconor. Mm. Yeah, he'd be looking at you now like, what the fuck? Like, can't believe CJ's on the podcast. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on, yeah, it's honestly. He doesn't even cut hair anymore, right? He does just at home now, uh, like okay. home stuff. Yeah, but he sold his barbershop in NZ and yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. He he was really attached to, to Maori culture. Like he, he wanted to move back so he could send his daughter to a Maori speaking school. That's really cool. He was mm. he's like very, very, very ingrained and passionate about keeping the culture going and, and getting it in amongst young people mm. and um yeah. I mean I like I just love anyone who's passionate about whatever they're doing. And that he spoke about that from the day I met him, which was, you know, years before he actually moved away. Uh, it's it's another reason why I hated the Mustang because I'd rock up to that shop and everyone was so fresh and there was a period where you couldn't book haircuts, so you'd be sitting there for like an hour. I'd pull in the, and someone else is sitting there for an hour. Oh, that's a cool car, bro. Because <laughs> 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 it was funny because you didn't really give a fuck about cars. Either. No, he I doesn't. Because I, I, I still do. don't. <laughs> I do, right? So every time when he'd come in, I was like, oh, what year is that? What's this? And would ask him about it and he'd just not really know anything about it. And I'm like, why do you own... What? How do you not know what you... I'm the kind of people that offends people like CJ. They're like, you don't deserve that. <laughs> yeah, legit. And you're like, do you want it? I was like, oh, I mean, what? Yeah, <laughs> I did start saying that, didn't I? Yeah. Do you want it? It's for yeah. sale. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to get rid of that it. That took you so long to sell, eh? Yeah. I'm what colour was it? I'm embarrassed as to why it took so long. It was black. <laughs> it was black. And it had like a silver stripe with red trim. Why did it take you so long to sell it? Because I didn't realise that car sales had like an inbuilt messaging platform. Oh. And I, once I put the ad up, I never went back to the ad because I was expecting calls or text. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And so I went back to the ad like eight months later being like, I need to change the price. And there were like, like six, messages. six messages there like, I'll buy your car this weekend. I really want it. Oh. Oh. And in that time that I missed all that, the value of the car <gasps> like dive bombed because they released a new model. No. Mm. Fuck, imagine trying to sell that car now. It'd be worth fucking retail price. Do you call cars retail price? I don't know. And just all secondhand cars are wild at the mm. moment. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. I think that's since covid yeah, yeah. Price and tax. Yeah, I have a mate that works at um, Toyota Hinterland, and it's like minimum eighteen month wait on a brand new car. Yeah. That's yeah. fucked. But wow. you used to be able to get like a good used car for like ten grand or something. You can't yeah. even get a shitbox box. Yeah. For that. So that's that's is my Michael good? Yeah. So that's what. I don't know. What do we need? Hello. To, do I need Yo. to like mm. replace this whole thing? I don't know. I, I think it's just that the cable. That part's really loose. Yeah. Do you know if, so you, now I've got that MG, which I, I don't give a fuck about cars either, but I would be driving a Jimny, a Suzuki Jimny. Yeah, I've been seeing them a lot yeah, lately. Because remember, remember during COVID, I was going camping lots? Yeah. So I was going to get a Jimny. The only reason I don't own a Jimny is because the weight was like 
something horrific. Oh, really? It was like a two-year wait or something. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Get, like, I don't know so how cars bad. work, so I'm at the thing. I'm like, nah, let me have that one. Give yeah. me that. Like, fucking show someone a picture. They don't need to see the car. Yeah. I want to buy that. Yeah, and it was like an 18-month wait or something. I was like, yeah, nah, not a chance. Mm. My friend just sold her chimney secondhand. She's still got like 36 grand for it or something. They're expensive. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah. That's so I didn't know they were so expensive. Glad I didn't get one, though, because I haven't gone camping since COVID. It would be annoying for you because your name's James. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone would be like, oh, did you get that cost James and Jimmy? And like, Shut up. That's like, so Tez owns a Tesla. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> I said, you should get your license plate Tesla. Yeah, Tesla. And she's like, nah, because I don't want people calling me Tesla. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> make, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, in my fair. head, she just became Tesla. So <laughs> it's too late. All right, Gidge, what's, what's your story? Uh, before I came to Zero, I was in a very different industry. I was working as a bartender and I'd done some coaching and stuff in the past and I'd been strength training in commercial gyms for a long time. But, it's um, not that different. I mean, you're dealing <laughs> a service to people with limited brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, Powerlifters, yeah. drunk people. Yeah. Drunks. <laughs> Both meated. Uh, but um, yeah, the job I was at at the time, I was working at a sports club. And I just started there and I saw this security guard who worked there and I'm like, oh, this guy looks really cool. He looks like a badass. He had like this big white beard and covered in tattoos and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go talk to him. And then I started following him on Facebook and um, I saw he did a powerlifting competition here. And I'd always been interested in powerlifting. So I hit him up about it. And he's like, yeah, that's zero. You should go check it out. James and Thomas, they're like the best in the industry. And it's Fonz, by the way. I know. Yeah. I was, like I was about to say. The coolest member of zero. Th- I love people like Fonz. Sorry to cut you off. Who were champions of zero before he was he wasn't even here yeah. when he recommended mm-hmm. us as being good. He didn't even yeah. know because we didn't coach him. Like, yeah. He used to talk oh. you guys out all the time. Yeah, yeah he had well, nothing but good that. things to say about you both. It's the same as Odell recommending Maddie to come see me. You, sorry, sorry to I just want to quickly it's funny how Fonz was can I sorry if you were about to say but Fonz was initially too shy to train here. He's just like, Oh, not that he was shy, he's just like, No, I'm not strong enough yet. Gotta get stronger first. And now he comes in and it's like he owns the place. Yeah, <laughs> owns the place. <laughs> the fun show. Yeah, it's just out the front with his vape. Yeah. And, but everyone All like, the gear. That's he comes Uncle, in with like two gym bags. That's Uncle <laughs> Fonz. When, when Gid says all the gear, she means like... like oh, equi- yeah. Equipment. Yeah. Equipment. 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 Not that gear. <laughs> yeah, he's got... <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I saw on his Facebook that he'd done a competition here and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've always... Like I'd always had an interest in powerlifting but never thought I was strong mm. enough and all of that. And I'd seen zero in like Google searches and stuff that I'd done. <coughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll go check it out. I'll go check it out. And then I didn't uh, end up doing it until he tagged me in an Instagram post about the novice competition. And so I was like, all right, I'll sign up for that. But I better come in and um, I saw you guys do a technique session. So I'm like, I'll book in for one of those. And I rocked up a day early for the technique session. Super keen. Yeah. And it was on Australia Day. So I was lucky that the gym was even open because it was a public holiday. Was I here or did you text yeah. me? No, no, you But I think here. I had a client. Otherwise, yeah. I would have just done it on the spot. No, you did do it on the spot. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, I came in you're like, yeah, I can take you through one now. And, um, Sweet. Yeah, so. Nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I started, yeah, training for the novice competition, did that, and then just became hooked. And then uh, I remember, Thomas, you said to me, there was one day we were talking and I said, oh, I'd love to have a job like this. Like working here would just be the best. And then that must have... um. I don't know, put an idea in your head or something and you approach me, I don't know, maybe, buddy, cut it out. Maybe like six months later. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, offered me a part-time job and 
yeah, the rest is history. I love it here. I, nice. s- I still remember, because uh, you told me already, like you're like, I'm thinking about employing Bridget. And I was like, fuck, that's sick. And I was coaching Bridget at the time. And I just remember wanting to tell her every time I <laughs> seen her. Right? I was like, fuck, I can't tell her. And then I remember you were speaking to her. Like it might've been just before one of our sessions. Yeah. And then you ran over to me and gave me a hug. And I was like, I knew what it was. Because James came over and he's like, did he talk to you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did, how did I palm you off to James? Um, oh, because there was we used to be booked in on Wednesdays every week, and then I think my schedule changed at work, so I couldn't do Wednesdays anymore. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> I started getting coached by James. <laughs> I remember that you're like, oh yeah, you're coaching her now. Uh, session now, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because we we're both really nervous about it. <laughs> well, because I I used to get really nervous. I don't anymore. Like obviously, just because I feel like I'm a better coach now. But I used to be like, what the fuck? They're going from Tombro to me. This ain't it. <laughs> They're getting such a... So I used, I'd come over and I remember I was trying to sound real nerdy and act like I knew what I was fucking talking about. Scapular retraction. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I, I loved saying that. Eh? That was my go-to. Yeah. Tombro told me, yeah, like, you got to stop saying that. I'm like, yeah, all right. Thoracic <laughs> extension. Yeah, yeah. Pull your shoulders back and down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was great. So how long that that it wasn't just the you showed up one day early. There was another incident. Yeah, I showed up one day early for my technique session, and then for my first official session with you, I showed up an hour early. That's right. And that's when I had a client, and I'm like, Yeah, yeah. that's right, because you're uh, coaching Sue. She was always an hour before me. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I remember now. Damn, I used to coach people. So weird. But I was still too nervous. I hadn't even signed up here yet. I just used to come in for like a fortnightly right. one-on-one session. Because the first time I came in, I think there was like Michelle Latham and like they were all prepping for like a big comp. <laughs> tattooed and jacked yeah, but and I lifting like in, 200 kilos. Oh, it was insane. And I'm doing like these 30 kilo bench presses and I'm like, man, I'm like way out of my league. Here. Like, this is insane. What am I doing here? But then, yeah, eventually I worked up the courage to sign up. So glad I did. It's so hard. Like, I mean, like you guys experience that as a lifter, but now as a manager, you'll get people like that and yeah. you, you're desperate to tell them it's, it's like these people it's, are not always here yeah. and it's okay. There's people that are <laughs> not, not as strong here. that but train even, here too. Even yeah. the really strong people, when they are here, they're so supportive and encouraging of everybody, no matter how much they lift. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what makes it so great. Go here. back to your couch. Go back to your couch. Do you want to get up here? Come on, come around this side. Do you know, notice how much needier he is now that he's not getting his like walk that tires him out? Come That's on. why he's barking and stuff so much. So much energy. He's just got way more energy than he normally does. I don't know what you want, dude. All right, James. My memory of James is, it was actually Ricky that um, used to go to Converse quite a bit. And he always mentioned the guy at Converse that was into powerlifting. And I actually had said to Ricky, you should try and get him to come in. Uh, and I think you'd had one or two conversations with Ricky and then I needed to buy shoes. So I went in and you were there and you're like, are you Tombro seven? Like I might be who wants to know. <laughs> He's asking. <laughs> That's about all I remember. I, like I remember you were, you had messed up your Achilles and we got you in for like a bench session and then you did the impromptu comp. Yeah, that's right. I, so for me, this is how it started. I, um, I always loved lifting. At the time, I was lifting, running, playing basketball, whatever. And then I snapped my Achilles. Um, You're you're the OG concurrent athlete. (laughs) OG hybrid guy. Mm. Like, peep my Nike run club. I've been running for a minute. 
I was running back then. And uh, yeah, so I snapped my Achilles. And I was like, what the fuck can I do now? Um, and because training has always been, or training in sports has always been like a huge part of my life. I, I was like on the internet. I already watched like Johnny Candido and things like that. Uh, Brett Gibbs. Uh, so I watched a whole bunch of powerlifters already. I was like, I'm going to do powerlifting. I'm going to do bench press, just bench press. I want to get a big bench. At the time, I think my max was 115 at like 72 wow. kilos. Um, and I thought, cause I thought I was really strong. I was like, 115 is pretty good for a 70 kilo guy. Uh, at the time I thought that was good. And then, so I found a program online. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called small of junior. <laughs> so I ran small of junior, uh, twice. So it was like eight weeks in total. And I remember slightly tearing my pick twice as well. Because uh, <laughs> I was benching like four or four times a week, five times a week. Yeah, four at least. Yeah. I even got an idea because I saw Max Aida ran the Bulgarian method twice a day. So I was like, I'm going to run this program twice a day. Because <laughs> I wasn't working for like the first six weeks because I, I couldn't work. So I remember I was like, I might do this twice a day and see if I can get extra, extra gains. But um, no, so I ran it twice. I ended up getting my bench from 115 to... One thirty, yeah, one thirty-ish, and then um, so I already knew who Tombro was. I already knew who all the powerlifters were, and then um, and then I was like, oh sweet, I'm getting pretty strong at this. I want to, I want like, I already knew PTC, I already knew Tombro, and I remember seeing Tombro walk into the gym, wearing an A7 t-shirt and a pair of Jordans, and <laughs> I was like, yo, that's fucking. I just remember thinking, fuck, he's big, because like. You know, like, I'd never seen him in real life. I just saw mm. him on photos. Like, fuck, he's pretty jacked. And I just went straight up and I was like, bro, Tom, bro. Uh, I'm jacked. I introduced myself. You guys know me. I talk to anyone, whatever. So I went up and spoke to him. And, and then he's like, he's like, what's your Instagram? I'll follow you back. And I was like, what the fuck? This guy will follow me back? Yeah. I, like, I love this guy. Gone and gone of those days. You got to work for a follow back these days. <laughs> uh, so, um, and then he invited me to the gym. I was like, oh, sweet. He's like, yeah, come train for the week free. So I rocked up. And then when I walked in, I was like, fuck. Because when I walked in, I, I wasn't exposed to gyms like that. I only saw gyms like that on uh, Instagram when I'd follow like, Dan Green and, you know, Ben Pollock. They would train at these kind of powerlifting gyms. Obviously, it's changed now. Powerlifting gyms are a lot nicer. Uh, <laughs> well, zero ones are. Uh, um, so I remember thinking, fuck, this is it. This is sick. And I remember going back to work and I told Bjorn, and Steve Wang, I was like, boys, found a powerlifting gym. Because those boys already did powerlifting. Yeah. Like, they did their own powerlifting. They just did squat bench deadlift. And then they signed up that week as well, the day after me. Mm. They came and trained as well. And then I remember Tom Bro gave me a hoodie because I, I got him two more members in the week. I was like, what the fuck is this place? I just told my mates about a gym. And yeah. And then that weekend, you had a comp. <laughs> a powerlifting comment. I was in a moon boot and Tom Bro's like, yeah, just do it. So I did it. And I remember I helped with weigh-ins. Um, I got to meet some cool people. I did the mono. I've never done any of this before. And I was so nervous, but I was just so excited to be in like a, cause I was really struggling for help. Obviously <laughs> <laughs> through the brand new guy under the bus. So I was like, I was just so excited because I was like immersed in like a brand new world. And I was like, fuck, this is cool. This is so different than anything I'm used to. And then I can't remember how we used to get, talking about work i think it's because I, I studied marketing and my goal was to do marketing at converse and things like that so i'd try to just give you some like ideas or things like that back in the day maybe i don't know and then i remember one day you're like you asked if i wanted a job mm. and i said originally i said i think i said no well i did say no because i didn't said no about 10 times <laughs> <laughs> so i said no and i was like i want to try this other thing like this other thing will make my dad proud um 
I used to be in this real weird mindset. Whatever I did, I had to like just make my dad proud. And then, um, so because I disappointed him so many times. <laughs> and then maybe like two years late, two years later, I was in a job. Um, and I realized it wasn't for me. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? And I was like, I'm going to message Tombro up. I'm going to hit Tombro up and see if that offer still stands. And I was like, there's no way this still stands. He asked me this fucking, I don't know, a year ago, two years ago, whatever it is. Like, hey, bro, um, if that offer's still there, would you, uh, I'd love to work for Zero. Uh, was it PT? No, it was Zero back then. Maybe it was still no, PT. No, no, no. When you came on board, it was Zero. Yeah. Because I changed when I moved here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then he just said, yeah, of course that offer still stands, man. I'll organize something for you and i think it happened in like three weeks yeah it sounds like something i'd do yeah and i remember when i got here and you're like all right so you don't have much to do because said the same thing to me (laughs) yeah (laughs) and um but yeah so i've been here since i don't know 20 i know at the end of this year it'll be i'll be heading into my sixth year Mm, so i've been here quite a while now nice and i just remember thinking like back then i was like yeah I'd, i'd can't even fathom that I'm in the position I am now. You know who got the worst end of the stick with that is Nick. Because he's the I, I say it to a lot of people. Because we hired a lot of people through COVID when there, there really wasn't that much to do. And hiring Nick, I was like, you're not going to have a lot to do. He's got a lot to do. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's got word, word coming out of his wazoo. That guy's under the pump. But yeah, now nah, it's cool. Because back then, I'm pretty sure I maybe had two or three clients to start with. And now... Uh, my books are full. I'm opening one more spot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. No, no, no. Nice. I'm always keen to coach people. I love it. So, no, it's crazy <laughs> that I'm still here and I never thought I'd be fucking... Because I always thought when I was younger, I loved fitness and training so much. I was like, I want to do this, but I don't know how. I don't want to be another... I don't want to be another bloke at a commercial gym fucking getting fed all these... You know, just getting fed all these dudes that I have to do a free session for and... I just remember thinking, I do not want to do that, but I don't know how else to get into the industry. Mm. Mm. Right. Well, I'm not going to say the origin story of Zero because we've done that and I'll, I'll play it out a little bit more when we do birthday podcasts, whatever. But I'm going to tell two little things. One is just weird. When I was 16 and training at a commercial gym, I remember training at this commercial gym and I was learning stuff on like forums of, of how to of how to lift and how to, you know, follow a program and all this sort of stuff. And I'd watch people at this commercial gym and doing weird things. And I thought to myself, I would love one day to own a gym where everyone has to do like an induction, learn how to lift and everyone's on the same page. And I never thought about it again after that. And then eventually I opened a gym. And before any of you guys were part of this, that's what you had to do. Like if you came as a new member, you had to do a technique session with me. Otherwise I wouldn't let you join. No one could do a, a, could become a member without doing a technique session. And I very, very, very rarely let anyone train here who wasn't following one of my programs. It was like back in the day. Cause it was about like my selling point was like, I need to guarantee your progress. Otherwise it makes the gym look bad. And so there's this accountability where I'm working with you to get you the best result, which is what you want. And at the same time, you're getting a good, good result, which makes this place and the coaching look really good. Um, then I eventually stopped doing that for whatever reason. So that's the first little story. Uh, the second one is just like how we ended up here. Funnily enough, I actually looked at a place on this street a year before we ended up moving here. I looked at a place down that way on the right-hand side of the road. And when I went in, it was a, um, it was an empty shell, like no offices, nothing. But it was set out to be a racing car track for RC cars. 
So it was like this full clay track for these little RC rally cars. And that was the business. And I was like, fuck, I want to move in here and just keep it as it is. Not even bring the gym over here. Just play with cars all day. And I fell in love with the place. And this is the lesson I give all my new gym owners. It's like when you walk into a place, imagine you're not going to get it because that's almost the reality most of the time. And I was like manifested it. I saw myself in there. This is where the gym was going to be. It was going to be perfect. He's like, yep, send me your offer. Sent it. They accepted it. Then they're like, oh, by the way, unfortunate catch 22. You can't go in there. So I signed on for another year at that place. Uh, and then it just got too much with the neighbor trying to kick us out and get us banned and everything. So I ended up finding this place. Was that the old guy? Yeah. Yeah. What was his name again? Rodney. Rodney. Shout out Rodney. <laughs> uh, I actually looked at a place over over the cross the highway in, in Mullen Diner uh, that was much bigger than this, but it was an absolute trash heap. Like it was disgusting. And I'm so glad we didn't end up there. And do you guys know how to get to Molendina? <laughs> it's even though it's a suburb across, it's it's such a mission to yeah. get there. Yeah, it's like yeah. less than a kilometer that way, or mm. about a kilometer that way. But it takes you like half an hour sometimes. Yeah. It's not just off the motorway. No, it's You've a nightmare. A, yeah, you know how I so we used to get our t-shirts and stuff printed in Molendina. Oh, and yeah. I remember, I remember, I don't know why I used to be paranoid. You'd be like, go pick those up. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. I remember it would take me so long. I'd like maybe stop and get some food or something. But it would take me like over an hour to get there and back. I'm like, nah, Tombo's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's down the road. It's an absolute <laughs> nightmare. All right. Well, we're running out of time. I want to finish with those questions that you put on, on the end of uh, your topic list. The uh, Would you rathers? Yeah. Oh. Did you read them? They're not good. Uh-oh. They're not that bad. <laughs> no, no. I, I filtered out the <laughs> really bad ones. I mean, they're in the, they're in the same vein as James' <laughs> disgusting ones, but uh, just a little bit more Bridget. Okay. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be able to eat anything you want and have it be perfect nutrition or have to only sleep one hour a day and be fully rested? And why? Uh, can I answer first? Yeah. yeah. I sleep one hour a day as it is <laughs> and I'm doing okay. So I'd rather go the food one. Wait, so you're saying you only get to sleep one hour a day, but that rests you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So is I, that, isn't that a good option? No, no, no. That's what I mean. I'm opting for the other option because he so already sleeps an hour. No, I'm asking Bridget with the would you rather. Yeah. So it's would you rather eat anything you want and always be like perfect nutrition or you sleep one hour a day and it's like if you've you got 10 hours. Yeah. Like it's you're rested, but you've only done one So then hour. you've got like 23 hours in a day to do whatever you want and, and you're, you're completely fully, rested. Yeah. Oh, that's really hard. Mm, I'm going to go the nutrition one because everyone knows I already struggle to get enough food in. <laughs> but you're jacked. Yeah, yeah but, but I want to be more jacked and so right. I need more food. That's right. I want perfect nutrition. See, yeah. for, for me. And um, I love sleep, so I can always sleep. I'd love to eat KFC nonstop. Hundred. That's what I mean. Imagine just eating whatever the hell you want, but and I'd, it's always perfect nutrition. I'd get so much. I could do so much more stuff with that extra time. Yeah. See, I don't want to be I alone with my thoughts for that extra amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. You're, well, you're already <laughs> you're only sleeping. <laughs> oh God, I hate that James guy. <laughs> I, I picked the time. I'm going yeah. with the one hour. Yeah. yeah. Same. Same. I'm going with the food. Nah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, okay. I take that back. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd way rather fucking go with the one hour. Yeah, because with the amount of stuff that I do now, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm actually way too tired. So I'll, mm. it'll stop me from 
training or doing a run. I don't give a fuck about discipline. Or, uh, but like, yeah. No, yeah, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're all crazy. By the crazy. way, I'm wearing obsidians today for anyone who's wondering. Fresh. <laughs> all right. Would you rather poop in the only toilet at a party knowing that you're going to clog it or poop in the bushes in the backyard? It doesn't stop people doing it here at comps. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'd clog the toilet. Uh, toilet man. Yeah. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. I'd, I'd stand in, the, in some friend's backyard. Uh, I'm going to clog and ghost. Yeah. You're just going to clog it and I'll never clog see the me toilet. again. Because once I'm done, I don't care about what happens to anybody else. Everyone knows I'm the I, the death of the party anyway. <laughs> don't invite me if you want a good time. <laughs> wow. Complain about the music being too loud. <laughs> Sit in the corner grumpy. Yeah. So, you, uh, so you'd ghost? Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know. I'd probably say. I'd probably like, oh, by the way. Mm. I, I may have clogged your toilet. Don't oust yourself. So sorry. Oh, that's disgusting. Who would do such a thing? Walk out. Someone clogged the toilet. <laughs> James? Um, I don't really care because I like. You, I always shit downstairs. I don't care who's at the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck about shitting in a toilet. If I clog it, that's just a byproduct of what I've. <laughs> yeah, we're all nah. clogging the toilet? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. All right. Would you rather be the smartest person in the world or the stupidest person in the world? Is it? It's harder than you think. Mm. Why? Well, I feel What's like if the you're cons the cons of being the smartest person in the world. Imagine not being able to process like emotions like everyone else, and I don't have to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> but do, oh you know, God. no, you know what I'm trying to say. Like everything is yeah. different. It You've got a different outlook on everything because yeah. it'd, it'd be extremely hard to relate to anyone. It would be very lonely. It'd be very, very lonely. I think. Whereas being the smartest if you're person, stupid. You're like Patrick Starr. You're just blissfully, you're obli- yeah, exactly. blissfully unaware. Exactly, oblivious to everything. Mm. That said, I picked the smartest. Yeah. Same. I don't need friends. <laughs> I I do look at other people and I'm like, fuck, ignorance really is a bliss. Like this can't. Sorry, I don't know why. I, said this. <laughs> I never say. Jesus. I never say the c word on the podcast. Who, who you got in mind, James? <laughs> <laughs> Someone popped into your head. <laughs> now nah, this I like. I always think, man, this guy's so dumb. Like, but he lives so peacefully. He doesn't care about anything, and like, he's very content with. Whatever it is. Yeah, you've got something in mind. Otherwise, you would say this person, but you're saying this guy. Yeah, no, no. I've got someone in mind. Yeah, I and reckon I know who it is. I'm not going to say, obviously. But. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's uh, one of my mate's workmates, and uh, he's just living the dream. Nice. Yeah, and I'm like, that guy's at peace. Mm. But, yeah, and saying that I'd rather be the smartest person in the world. Yeah. Bear the responsibility mm. of it. I'd Dude. be like Iron Man. Be stoic. If I can use it to make money... And bring happiness to totally my family good. and everybody yeah. else around me, then that'll bring me some happiness. So yeah, smartest person in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I think you'd get over. You'd trump it by the fact that you're living with purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I don't know. Patrick Starr's life. I feel is like people. Cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's just the, the wanting the relief, like going, "Oh, wouldn't it be nice, like just for a day to be yeah. not so, you know?" But, but how often yeah. do you meet people that are so smart they're dumb? Like, like they're like very hyper intelligent, but yeah, yeah, no common sense. Yeah, mm. Mm. I got one person that comes to mind. I'm going. I'll say it off here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get it straight away. But yeah, so like, I feel like people that are hyper intelligent, they're just so smart. They're dumb. 
Mm. If that makes sense. Mm. Like, it's like, why, how can you not understand this? Not in touch with reality in a way. Uh, I don't even know how to say it because people look at me and go, that guy's so dumb. No, but it's, we're all. (laughs) What do they do? No, but you know, I like, I feel like I like talking like a dummy. I always like, don't use proper. You don't talk like a dummy. I don't use proper. I don't know. (laughs) I maintain that we're all smart at something. Mm. Mm. And there's different Mm. kinds of smart. There's book smart and street smart. Yeah. I love it how we say like those are the two things, book smart and street smart. Because street smart is like, maybe they're not street smart at all, but they can fix a car. <laughs> they're like, that just falls into street smart, just not book smart. Because that's what I always think in my head too. I'm like, yeah, there's book smart, street smart. Like, no, there's all the other smarts. Mm. I always think of street smart as being like, so you yeah. know, not naive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because one of my friends, she's so, yeah, she's she's really naive. She's so innocent and just... Gets herself into trouble all the time. Mm. All right. Well, on that, what do you guys think you guys are smart at? Like, g g yourselves up. What do you think you're smart at? Like, Tom, bro, you're one. Of, you're like my dad. Not like I don't look at you <laughs> like my dad, but you're like for me that guy that I ask anything. I'm like Tom, bro, will have like some kind of explanation, but at the same time, you don't just make up answers. That's just confidence, not smarts. <laughs> uh, I'm just good at problem solving. That's all I'm good at. If, if I can see a problem in something, I can figure out a solution. You are very good at that. Mm. CJ, is there a topic or something in particular you're very smart at? I don't know if I'm smart at anything, but I'd say what I can confidently say I'm good at is storytelling. It's been a good yarn. Yeah. Uh, Not even like in words, but like even as a videographer, portraying emotion and trying to, I think it's because I'm empathetic and I'm able to go, all right, this will really pull on their heartstrings or like be able to, use uh not manipulate emotion but yeah pull emotion that i want out out of like a story if you want to tell a story and let's say we've got to film a scene and this has got to be sad i i would know how to do that well Mm. so i think yeah just being empathetic and i i look at that it's just because you're a creative yeah yeah that's creativity through and through for sure yeah bridget um I don't think I'm very smart, but I think I can be a fast learner in some areas. Not with instruments and stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> definitely not. But no, I don't know. I don't think I'm that smart. I'm not very articulate. Yes, you are. Yeah, you no, are. I'm ridiculous. Not. Mm. No, no, no. Stop no. talking yourself down. I, If I had to, from what little I know about you, I'd say you're very like, people smart, very emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know Definitely. how to make people feel good. You know how to connect mm. with people. You know how to make people feel welcomed and loved. You're good at gassing people up, which that is makes me which feel is happy. So. It's hard. Like yeah. it's hard. We spoke about this on the podcast the other week. It's hard to say walk up to someone and say I'm proud of you or well done or I love you. It's hard to do that for most people. And to mm. you, it's just natural. Oh, that's really yeah. nice to know. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jane? Um, I don't know. You guys answered it way differently to how I was going to answer it. How you Just answer, answer it how you're going to answer it. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm into something, I've got the ability to learn literally everything about that mm-hmm. subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Whether it's basketball, powerlifting. Not, not in saying, like when I say powerlifting, I don't mean like, co- I mean the sport of powerlifting. Yeah. Mm. Um, shoes. Yeah, sport. Yeah. You retain information really easily. Mm. Like. And I remember when I was younger, like when I'd go to tests, I actually wouldn't study for them. I'd just be like, all right, sweet. I know this, I know this, I know this, I know this. And I'd just memorize it. Done. 
Yeah, but I wasn't very smart. But yeah, <laughs> it's funny because we're all saying we're not very smart, but like I think our, it, we all have a very similar definition of smart, which is probably mm. like algebra. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. like or like you know academically smart, but we excel at things. That's what I mean. Everyone's smart at something. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, most people are smart at something. <laughs> if you want to be smart Subscribe to the podcast Head to YouTube Hit that subscribe button Smash that subscribe button Head to all of our Facebook pages No wait Google pages Give us a five star review Give the podcast a five star review That would be smart Yeah that would be smart, smart Also smart. Uh, Just to finish things off In a couple of weeks Like we mentioned at the start We're hosting a bench workshop here mm. At Ground Zero With uh, Tom Brosey and myself um, So it'll be really cool it's gonna. We're gonna have Andrew Cooper there. It's gonna be fucking awesome. You want to learn how to bench from the best? Caleb's coming as well. Oh, Caleb's gonna oh. be there too. Two of the best benches in two Australia. The best. Or Amazing. The two best benches in Australia. Yeah, pound for pound, the two best benches in Australia. That's Saturday, fifth of August. Amen. Mm-hmm. What time does it start? Twelve p.m. Twelve p.m. Nice. <laughs> <I> forgot for <laughs> <it. Yeah. laughs> I was like, all right, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what time to be. Like, all right, lock that in. <laughs> Get to the link in our bio. Let me block that out now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more. Zero.